king of sports books comes the king of sports podcasts. Unleashed. Presented by BetMGM. Here's your host, Olivia Harlan Decker. Welcome back to Unleashed by BetMGM, the king of sports books. I'm Olivia Harlan Decker, and I am joined this week by a very funny man, a very funny man with a great connection who is going to be our guest this week, comedian Giannis Papas, who is bringing in fellow Greek and fellow buddy John Stamos. So Giannis, thank you so much for coming on and thanks for bringing your friend. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure. I'm a big fan of your pops and I've been watching you on Instagram and I'm happy to be doing this. This is a lot of fun. Well, thank you. We're excited to have you on. We were talking earlier about your spelling of Giannis, Y-A-N-N-I-S, and the difference with the Greek freak Giannis Antetokounmpo. Why is that spelled different? First of all, for Googling purposes, I'm glad we did spell it differently because Uh, if we spelt it the same way, all my Google search results would have been usurped by him. He's the most Googled. I think I might have been the most Googled Giannis before him. And then he came in and uh, yeah, he he took over. So thankfully, my name's Y-A-N-N-I-S. He's G-I. You can spell it three ways. Y-I-A-N-N-I-S, Y-A-N-N-I-S, or you could spell it like he does G-I-A. So there's three ways. The Greeks don't have reasons for the way, you know, we just, hmm. we just like to make things complicated for the sake <laughs> of being complicated. Well, it's awesome to have you on. And we were talking about Giannis before, obviously the Bucks are in a really good series with the Atlanta Hawks. You've been watching, who have you been cheering for? I've been cheering. Of course, I've been cheering for the Bucks. Okay. He's a Greek hero right now. He's like, our oh, Hercules. Yeah. yeah. Any game he plays in, you'll see like a contingent of Greeks in the stands with flags. They're chanting like Greek national songs. They love him. I love him. And the Greeks, we have to support each other. There's only like a million of us in America and uh, we stick together. That's why we're able to get John Stamos, whose name is actually also Yanni. John is the English for Yanni. Get out. Really? Yeah. Me, him and Yanni on the Bucks. We're going to do a sitcom (laughs) and we're going to have two kids move in with us and they'll be played by (laughs) twins and we'll just do a reboot. We'll do a Yanni reboot of Full House. <laughs> yeah, too bad a reboot's already been done. Fuller yes. House, of which I didn't realize John Stamos was the executive producer on. That's pretty impressive. Yeah, he gets his hands in a lot of things. I mean, he, he tours with the Beach Boys. He produces stuff. He's doing this incredible new podcast where he got the rights to uh, the guy's story who kidnapped Frank Sinatra Jr. And he's doing like a oh, true... We got to ask him about that. That's awesome. We got to ask him. He's doing a true crime podcast on Wondery, where he actually interviews the guy who's old now who actually did kidnap Frank Sinatra's son. So he does a little bit of everything. I mean, he acts, he does drama, he does comedy. He's a great musician. He's a heartthrob. You know, he's a great guy. Uh, Your words, not mine. You called him a heartthrob. I did. I I think my in-laws and my husband are going to listen to this. I'm not saying anything. (laughs) (laughs) You should have seen. He faced on Greek Easter. He FaceTimed my family. Oh my gosh. He did a big favor. And like, it's funny, all... My my wife is half Greek too. So all her cousins and her mother and everyone dressed up for the John Stamos FaceTime. They all had makeup on. I think they actually went and got their hair done and people, they were no. like, what's the event? What's the event? And, and they were like, it's a John Stamos FaceTime. 
Oh my gosh. Okay. That's pretty funny. I'll, I'll be a little embarrassed if I put on actual pants for this one, instead of my <laughs> usual sweatpants <laughs> that I usually do the podcast in, but I cannot wait for this interview. John Stamos is an actor, producer, musician, philanthropist, husband, and father. We kind of are going to go everywhere in this interview. So without further ado, let's bring in John Stamos. What's up, everybody? Hope you enjoyed that first segment. It was my first one. Me and Olivia got along real good. <laughs> when you get one Greek, sometimes you get two. So you got two for the price of one. One who's a little more unknown than me, up and coming actor, <laughs> really just had a big piece written about him in the Los Angeles Times. Yeah. Very bright future ahead. If you never heard him, I think I pronounced it John. I think it's John Stimmis. Or Stamos, Stamos, John Stamos, young man. Thank you for joining us. Thank you. I really would rather talk to Olivia now. <laughs> yeah. So this, hi, Olivia. Thanks for having me on your podcast. Well, thank you guys. I wish we would have done it before you hired him because, you know. <laughs> so this is your first show, Yannis, with her? This is my first show. This is my first show with Olivia. And uh, you're crashing it. You know, you're kind of like third wheeling right now. You've actually made her prettier. Or, which is hard, but the two shot of you guys, she even looks more beautiful. And I know she's super smart, so I'm not just taking it down to that, but just next to Yanis, you, you, uh, you shine. No, I'm going to tell my producer to go ahead and cut that clip because I can retire on that. Thank you very much. I was going to say for the first time ever, I think I have the third best hair in this show. That has not happened. Yeah. No, Greeks, we have good genes. That's the thing. We, we put olive oil on everything. That's the secret. That's the secret. And yogurt. I, I bathe in the Greek yogurt and, um, I drink Rob Lowe's blood. Uh, yeah. So that's been helpful. That but he's not, keeps you young. That keeps you young from what I understand. I can't wait to do this podcast with you. And I know it's a sports uh, show and I, I, maybe you know that I know very, very, very little about sports. My, one of my best friends, Roger Lodge, is a huge fan of your dad's. I think he's been on the show. Wow. And he just went on and on about your dad. And your grandfather's a famous sports guy, right? Yeah. And yeah. he said you were a very nice person. He's, I think he watched one of your things. <laughs> but I'm very happy to be on here. And I joke with Johnny. He is one of the most – I'm not – This no bullshit here. I just got – I sort of discovered him about six months ago maybe. I don't know why he missed my radar. But I, I watch this guy I go, who is this guy? He's the funniest f***ing guy I've ever. He's like a Greek Robin Williams. And I mean that in the sense that he's hairier than Robin, not funnier. <laughs> but I just love him. I, we become friends and we're, you know, we have the Greek thing. And I'm, I'm grateful that I get to be on his first episode. But hopefully you'll do most of the talking, Olivia. <laughs> well, I knew you weren't much of a sports guy when before we started taping, I said I had interviewed the Greek freak and that was easier than getting us all on this Zoom. And you said, who's the Greek freak? Tell me, you know who that is. I, I, I'm not making jokes. I honestly don't. Is uh, um, uh, uh, Who is it? Is it the guy from Hangover, the heavyset guy? No, it's Bob Costas. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, I do for his off air on. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. He's uh, he's he's probably the best basketball player in the world right now. MVP of the last league. year, mm -hmm. last year. And right is that your husband, Olivia? His name is Giannis Atatakumpo, Milwaukee Buck. Oh, oh, oh. got it, got it, got it, got it, got it. Dan, you're not married to him. No, <laughs> but your husband is a, a basketball player. He is. Yes. And he's in that other room and he's very jealous right now. Yeah. He set up a baby monitor just to watch her. <laughs> she smiles too much. Lock the door. Because you're right. Yeah. Yeah. No, serious question for you, John. Yes. Sir. I was curious with all you've accomplished in, in four decades in the industry, 
Do you get sick of like the heartthrob title? Cause I tell you what, just telling my girlfriends and even women in their sixties that you were coming on the show today, they become googly eyed teenagers. Not one bit. <laughs> <laughs> my whole life. I remember, I mean, up until I became famous, I was like, I want to be famous. Yeah. I didn't, I wanted yeah. to be famous for all the wrong reasons. I wanted to get girls. I wanted to sign autographs. I wanted, you know, later I, I, you know, developed a love for the, for the art, but I wanted to be famous and everybody's, Oh, don't you hate being famous? Nope. No. <laughs> You know, it's as good as everyone thinks. If you handle it right, yeah. if you keep your head on, unlike, you know, the, the other Greek on this thing, but if you keep a level headed, you know, thing about you. my father was great. And and Yanis and, and I always talk about our dads who are both have passed away and they're having an affair in heaven. I heard. And they're in the Greek town in heaven. There's a, there's a Greek <laughs> town for them. Yeah. My dad kept me humble. You know, he really a friend of mine recently said it was so funny. He said, you know, I was talking to your dad once and I said to your dad, I said, man, now Johnny's famous. He, he could get any girl he wants. And my dad said, well, not any girl. It, always, it was always that. It was always just that. You know, I'd come home from doing a car show or doing something, you know, where I had thousands of people screaming. And he said, and I lived at home until I was about 24. 25. He said, hey, how'd it go? Great. Go clean the dog poop in the backyard. <laughs> and I haven't had it my whole career, but I think trying to keep a level of humility has, has been good about, is the best part about it. Or you said, what's the good thing about fame? That's, there's a lot of good, but you got to keep it. You know, cool. Cut me off anytime, Yanis. You're a co-host. <laughs> no, yeah, I was no, I was letting you go. I was letting you go. I was letting you go. I thought you were about to start a Shakespearean monologue, and I wanted to hear it. Right? Did you have you guys watched the show, uh, Olivia? Have you seen any of, of the show? Well, that's what I was about to say to Olivia. Funny story. So John, he told he sent me the link for the show, and the only reason I watched it at the beginning was because it was a free Disney Plus password. So I was like, cool, I get <laughs> Disney Plus for free. But I lie to you not. I watched the show, and I got I got hooked on it. I got hooked on it and I, I'm, I'm almost done. I'm not done yet. I've watched about six episodes. Your daughter has moved in with you. John plays Marvin Korn, who's sort of like a Bobby Knight type who comes in as a disgrace division one basketball coach because, and if I got, if I remember the scene correctly, which I was surprised by, you threw a chair and hit, hit the person in the face with the chair. Which is very not Disney, so I was surprised. Not very Disney. No, I hit him in the back, I think. But but that got me kicked out of the NCAA, and I I go to the only job I could get really is to is coaching an all girls private high school in Laguna, which is a bougie neighborhood over here. <laughs> yeah, so he plays this coach, very Bobby Knight like. Yeah. Very stubborn, you know, hard nosed, and uh, he comes in and he teaches these girls how to win. The the most surprising thing about it is how much I believe that you knew something about basketball. And then I talked to you and yeah, you told me how many field goals does it take to win a basketball game? Well, I thought I was talking to my wife. Did you, uh, have you seen, have you got a chance to see it, Olivia? I have not, but it is on deck on my Disney plus we're uh, getting new TVs. And I tell you what, getting all the apps downloaded and you saw just how we were trying to get on zoom. That's the hardest part. <laughs> you know, what? I like Disney's strategy. You put John Stamos in a basketball movie. What better way to attract more female fans to basketball than throwing Stamos into a basketball drama. Right. You know, we shot, we did the pilot for this almost two years ago. And, you know, little did we know that, you know, when it was going to be released, that women's basketball would be in the headlines about inequality, which was terrible. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you know, men versus women and pay and also the pandemic. I mean, who knew that, you know, people would need an optimistic, positive show like this at all? Timing was good. It's turned out to be a really special show. And I, I didn't, I just said, it seems like a good gig. And I love David Kelly. When they called me, they said, um, 
So they said, hey, you're, you're going to get an offer on the new David Kelly show. I said, oh, my God, David Kelly. You know, is it the new? You know, he was doing Big Little Lies at the time. And, oh, OK. And, uh, I knew I knew that name. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he's a very, very prolific, maybe one of the greatest genius writers. I mean, he was okay. big in the old days with Ali McBeal and, and The Practice and all those shows. Wow. But he lately has done Big Little Lies. What's the one with Hugh Grant? Hugh Grant that was just on? Oh, The Undoing. Yes. Oof, yeah. That's dark. Thank you for saving me on that. I don't know one Hugh Grant movie. <laughs> so I was like, yes, I'm, I'm in, I'm in. What's it about? And they said basketball. I was like, oh, no. <laughs> for those of you out there that don't know me, God has been very, gave me a lot of really nice attributes and gifts. Athleticism was not one of them. I was a band geek in school. I'm a band geek now. My dad was into sports. I didn't understand it. So it was a big challenge. And I make jokes about it. But I really did work hard to kind of to because out of respect. First of all, if I in the very first scene, if you watch, I'm coaching a college team. And that's when I throw the chair, as Johnny said. But if I didn't pull that scene off, then we have no show with no series. And it was I was really nervous about playing a coach mm-hmm. because it just was not in my DNA. Yeah. How how do you prepare? Who do you look at? Well, I watched a lot of tape I watched, yeah, and I yeah. love this Bobby Knight. Boy, what a character. He <laughs> You make him sound like he's just someone like you just found. Like, you know, he's one of the most famous coaches in any sport of all time. <laughs> I do, but I just found him. <laughs> <laughs> this Bobby Knight. Yeah, he's um, <laughs> he was really not only obviously I, I, I realized what a great coach he was. But man, that guy has an incredible sense of humor, doesn't he? I'm sure you're maybe do you, does your dad know him or my dad would. I, I got in the business after he retired. Yeah. I watched a lot of his tapes. I've read a lot of books of John mm-hmm. Wooden. He, you know, I quote in there quite a bit. And a friend of mine said, well, you know, I know Jerry West. Maybe I could hook you guys up. And I said, who? Oh, God. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, I didn't know him, to be honest with you. And he's the logo. He's the NBA logo. I learned that. And I, my, <laughs> my friend who I talked about earlier, Roger Lodge, he's a huge, you know, sports fan. He knows everything. So I took him, thankfully. But I went up to the place and I said, hey, Mr. West, thank you for letting me come to the rehearsal today. First of all, it's not called rehearsal. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not kidding. Those aren't costumes. You know, those are outfits. But I spent the day there and a uh, really nice guy, uh, Lauren. It was Clippers uh, practice. And I thought since I'm playing a college coach, that the, the Clippers were a college team. They, they're not. <laughs> <laughs> and you live in L.A. You could have gone to USC, UCLA. You could have gone anywhere. Well, I did. I ended up going around and stuff. But Jerry West was so kind and great. Okay. And I talked to him quite a bit. And he uh, I think we sent it to you. He was on some talk shows recently. He was talking about me. Maybe if you have that clip, you can put it in later. But um, he said I was uh, believable. You were very believable. It was actually very shocking. Did they approach you because of the Full House episode? I think it was called, <laughs> what was it, Air Jesse? Where you learn how to play basketball and Kareem Abdul-Jabbar teaches you <laughs> your sweet spot and you hit the game winner. Funny episode, very unrealistic, but funny. Unrealistic how? No way you hit that shot. There's no way you hit that shot. That was my sweet spot, wasn't it? That was your sweet spot, yeah. Right in the sweet spot. Olivia, did you, ever, did, you have, did you see that? Did you watch Full House? I watched every episode of Full House. I'm a 90s kid. Yeah. I'm a, I was terrible, and I said, let's just make Jesse terrible. And then I did, I, I had to play basketball on ER, terrible. And I had to do it on something else. Like, bad, like, I, bad. So I actually had an easier time memorizing medical uh, lingo than, than the sports stuff. <laughs> and I've heard a lot of doctor shows, they just ad lib some of the medical lingo. Is that true? I don't think. Well, or does it have to be accurate? ER was very, very specific. We had okay. doctors on the set saying, hold the needle this way. Do this, you know. Wow. We had some good technical. I mean, I have one of the couple of the writers were basketball players and coaches. I had this Roger Lodge uh, with me all the time. 
there was another uh, a girl with her with us who worked with the, with our girls. Keila mm-hmm. Snowden, her name is. She was a uh, I think a college player. So we tried to keep it as legit as possible. I, I really worked hard on all of it. I made sure that the dialogue. Giannis was just saying he yeah. something one of the scenes, and I just I I had a bunch of coaches on speed dial, but mainly Roger Lodge helped me with a lot of it. I'm looking forward to watching with my husband because anytime we watch a basketball movie, he cringes because he's like, they're so awkward. A practice would never look like this, sound like this, you know, everything. So when I watch with him tonight, which we will get the app downloaded, I'll be sure to let you know if he gives his approval, because I think you just need an actual player to say, yeah, I believe it. Well, is Jerry West an actual player? (laughs) He sure is. Yeah. Yeah, he was. He was quite a good one. What Jerry responded to, which which was what I hoped he would, was that it's not about, I mean, yes, I got to be a good coach and I have to tell them the right things, obviously, but his mentality was right. You know, Jerry said that the same thing for girls and or boys, like, you know, yeah. although my character gets in trouble because I come in right off of, you know, being a college coach and I fat shame the girls and I say all the wrong things, but. That doesn't sound very Disney either. <laughs> that's why when you, when you watch a show, it's a little surprising because it's a, uh, I, you know, I was like, oh, it's going to be a typical Disney show, but it's like, it's a really good story. It has some of the, you know, some of the issues that are currently in the zeitgeist are in yeah. the show and that being one of them, like he comes in and he, he yells at them and they're, they're like very sensitive, like, you know, Gen Z is. And so they have to find common ground. Yeah. And you know, it, it's interesting. I can't remember the, the woman's name and I, my press agent begs me not to say anything about it, but early on before the show came out, there was an article in, I believe, the Chicago Times just hammering us. She hadn't seen the show. She hadn't seen the promo. She hasn't, you know, oh, yeah, this man fall from grace yeah. and he's got to go in and, you know, the, you know, he, mm-hmm. he teaches the girls, blah, 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 you know. And it was none of that, right? And it was upsetting because she hadn't seen the show and she really sort of bashed it. It was the first thing and the girls were so upset. I said, let's just wait. Let's just wait. And then when it came out, it was glowing reviews and the opposite of what this person had said which was, I learned more from them. I'm a flawed guy. He's a guy who doesn't, mm-hmm. you know, he doesn't know how to communicate. He doesn't know how to be, he doesn't have friends. Mm-hmm. He sees the girls as X's and O's, he says. And then, of course, you know, by the end of the sh- of the series, by the end of the second or third episode, you see the guy coming around and he cares more about the girls and their personalities and their lives than he does about basketball. That's a great story. I I can't wait to watch. It's going to be really good. I've got to bring you back for a second. You mentioned the Kareem Abdul-Jabbar episode of Full House. And then I can't believe you asked me if I had watched Full House. I just don't think anyone didn't. My favorite episode, and I'm dying to know what your favorite episode to film. Maybe there's a funny behind the scenes story or something that we don't know. My favorite episode is the Disney World episode. I think that's a lot of people's favorites. Oh, yeah. That's funny because I was was almost going to (laughs) say... I was going to make some jokes, but then I was going to be serious. But what was beautiful about that was that I got to bring my whole family to Disney World. It was the last time my dad died after that. My mom's passed away. It was this, you know, this great moment of having, you know, my whole family at a, at a yeah. Disney park. My dad didn't love, you know, parks that much. I'm sure. I don't know how your dad. No, yeah, it's a, it's that's more of a young guy's game. Young, young kids game. Yeah. I get it's like it's I get nauseous. I tried to go back to Great Adventure as an adult and it's just not the same. No, it's like hot, sticky. Yeah, yeah just not. I'm like, look, I'm, yeah, <laughs> I don't want to be scared. I had a you know, we had a good time with everybody. I, mm-hmm. I spent many years trying to get away from that show and that character. <laughs> and then I just gave up after a while because it wasn't going away. And then I embraced it because I know that it was important to a lot of people and it, it meant a lot. And it provided a, a great life for me mm-hmm. 
a great life, a great life for my family. I got to, you know, bring my family around and, and it gave me fame, which I was trying to get, obviously, I told you about. Mm-hmm. But it took me a while to gain a little, you know, legitimacy. I sort of gave up on trying to get it because you you look desperate if you do. You know, Yanni said they did. They wrote this article in the calendar section last week. And yeah. I, like, I can't believe, like I've been waiting for this my whole career. But I did give up. I'd done like fifth Broadway show, sixth. Wow. And, and I was working with James Earl Jones, hands down one of the greatest living actors of all time. And I'm on stage with him for three hours. And it was a moving, it was a Gore Vidal play called Best Man. Yeah. Standing ovations, all thing. And I walk out to sign autographs. Uncle Jesse, they have mercy. I'm like, you know what? What am I going to do? So I just became grateful for that and everything in my life. And I think, I don't think I'd be where I am now. This show, Big Shot, when you see it, it's, I think there's enough, of what you would like about me, but it's a very different character. I th- Absolutely. And that article, I think really nailed it. And you're welcome. I, you know, I had that article written. I, I worked through my publishers to get that done. That was my <laughs> little thank you to you for doing this show. I said, you know what, let me contact a few of my contacts. Wow. And we're going to do a little, we're going to do a flattering article in the LA times for my boy, John Stamos. That you Greeks do stick together. We, the Greeks watch each other's back. And the article, what I love was the, he coined the term stamosissance. Like, uh, I'm saying it wrong, but a renaissance, but what you're, stamosance? It was sure. like stamosance. So saying that he's, he's, he's experiencing a stamosance, like a renaissance, a comeback. This is going to be his time. This show is a show that really showcases his acting ability outside of that character, obviously. And you've done other stuff. I mean, you did Broadway. You've done that one show where you impregnated about 500 women. I think it was special, special. That was the most realistic. That was the most true to your real life. That was more autobiographical than anything. It was an episode of special victims unit where you had impregnated about a hundred women and they got you in the room at the end and they were all there and you didn't care because (laughs) underneath it all, Johnny Stamos. Yeah. You, 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 I, I'm trying to, I'm, I'm remembering what podcast and I was about to say you hit it and quit it, but you know, that's not, that's, that's not the right podcast for that. You probably didn't see that one. It was, a, I played this, uh, what do they call him? Like a, a, a serial abuser. So he had like, he, like he said, I had like, you know, a couple hundred kids in the States alone. And they said, well, you didn't check out Europe. He was so egotistical. Sure. He wanted to spread his progeny and it, but I, I had money and I was taking care of the families, but I wasn't there for these kids. And then, so that's what he's talking about. And I don't appreciate that, Yannis. Hey, speaking of which, though, in real life, you have a little boy, Billy. Is he what, two? He's three. Three years old. Oh, my gosh. What's being a father of a three-year-old like? Do you have kids? No. Olivia, how did you... St- we'll go back to the depth, but I want to ask you a few questions because Yannis, you know, is taking too much of his time here. <laughs> how did you start? You're a savant with sports knowledge and all that stuff, right? I'm, I've been told. Well, it sounds like my publicist maybe talked with your publicist, but my publicist didn't have the LA Times number. So that's as far as that one got. Started in sports, grew up in sports family, right? And then this opportunity presented itself. I thought, well, you know, everyone's got a podcast. I don't need one. But then they said, well, John Stamos may come on one day. And I said, okay, yeah, let's do it. That's a good reason. And she's funny. (laughs) You don't need him, by the way. You're actually, you're our first non-sports guest which I'm really excited about. We've had a lot of athletes on here. I play one on TV, right? <laughs> but you're very good. And I watched some of your, a couple of things where you're with people and you're fantastic. Thank you. Do you want to be like your father, an announcer? Do you want to be a, a journalist? Do you want to, what, what's your, the goal? 
Yeah, that's that's very nice of you to say. Thank you. I think just growing up, you know, with the dad in it, taking me to games all the time. I just I grew up at a football field. I grew up on a basketball court. I just and and like you, we have this in common. I don't have an athletic bone in my body, but I thought I want to be around it. I want to be in the front row. So I'm going to learn how to talk about it. <laughs> Why did you want to be around? You liked it? Yeah. You know, I think it's probably the way you feel, you know, when that red light on the camera comes on. Yeah, I have that too as a sideline reporter. So when I'm on the field and I get my first, you know, 30 seconds and that red light on the camera comes on, that's when I feel most alive. Do you feel like that? Yes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Is your dad proud of you? Yeah. Right. Yeah. And, and my friend said that your dad does, like you just said, basketball, football, th- like how versatile, right? Most guys do one sport. Yeah. Well, my dad does football and basketball. So I do football, basketball. I do some tennis. Wow. You know, I, you know, I'm kind of a sellout. I, I'll do whatever pays. You yeah. know, it's kind of like my Greek yogurt commercial equivalent. It's, it's just <laughs> really whatever's there. <laughs> <laughs> Did you write these jokes for her? <laughs> yeah, I mean that was I mean that was coming up next. I mean, do you uh, do you have a baby camera in my studio? Oh, I'm kidding. That was yeah. good. That was good. <laughs> Are we going to have children? You and the, the the basketball guy? Yes, me and the basketball guy will have children. He's playing all over the world though. Last year he was in Turkey. The year before, I don't mention whoa, Turkey around the whoa. Greeks. Yeah, no. <laughs> Johnny's, let's go. We'll go find them. Yeah, we, yeah, that's it. Interview over. That is, yeah, we, the beef between the Turks and Greece is, it's worse than East and West Coast hip hop. I tell you, it's not, it's tough. I didn't realize that until we were in Turkey and we went to Antalya, which is right across from Mykonos. And we were saying to our tour guide, we said, oh, it's so beautiful. We, we honeymooned in Mykonos right over there. And he goes, no, 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 that is Turkish Island. (laughs) Yeah. Mykonos is not Turkish, but I honeymoon. I think they They think think it it might be. be. Yeah, they call uh, (laughs) Greek coffee, Turkish coffee. Turks call Greek coffee, Turkish. It's very difficult. Yeah. I honeymooned on Mykonos, but not this married. Last one. (laughs) And it's sort of a, Yanis, you're there all the time. It's a, it's a sort of a gay. Yeah. Nothing wrong with it, but it's a, you dominated by, and we were, I'll never forget. We were pulling into the, with the boat and it was our honeymoon. It was so sweet. And I'm getting, and I, and I see these naked people jumping off a rock. I said, oh, this is going to be an interesting honeymoon. <laughs> and as we got closer and closer, it's like, it's yeah. all dudes. We're all but yeah. naked guys. I'm like, Whoa. yeah. Oh, that's a very gay island. Oh, okay. Well, oh, I bet they're excited to see you. Yeah. <laughs> Stamos is here. <laughs> Take off the pants. Take off the jump. Come jump with it's us. It's definitely Greeks, <laughs> Fire Island. It's definitely, oh, it's Fire Island for Greece for sure. But it was great. It was beautiful there. So you guys went there. You got how long ago? When did you get married? Three years. And and kids are in the future. Oh, but he's traveling around. Yeah, and you know we're I'm working. He's working. We're kind of loving life. We we are in that stage. And I, you know, you're you're late to fatherhood, so you probably can appreciate this. <laughs> we enjoy our time. Yeah. You know, I'm too selfish with it. Yeah. Yeah. I had too much time. Too much enjoyment. I, it was uh, time to. But now you have this precious gift of Billy, and are you just running all over the place? Yes, he's uh, he has a lot of energy, and and I'm not even making a joke here. I I'm heartbroken because I think he's going to be an athlete. <laughs> he throws the ball, he does the stuff. And I'm like, what am I? What am I going to do? I, I I just I didn't I could grounders I could catch maybe, but I didn't want balls flying at my face. No jokes. You already <laughs> did that in Mykonos. <laughs> right there, you go. Okay, Buddy, you don't need he's him. Good. You don't need he him. Is good. <laughs> so yeah, I was. My dad was played sports and he was an athlete, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, on the gymnastic team and he was the, the football. And he really wanted me to, you know, play sports. And I, right. I 
couldn't go. He was embarrassed. But I tried. And so later on in life, he played a lot of golf. And I wanted to spend time with my dad. I said, I got to yeah. learn to do something. I took lessons because I love my dad. He was my hero. And I took lessons and I wanted to be around him. And so was, I said, I'm ready, dad. And so we went out. And it was like, I think if you were over 90 or 100, you got in free that day because it was a lot of older women, mainly. And I got up and I put the ball and I'm thinking about locking my wrist and I'm doing the whole thing. And uh, I hit it and it sliced, I sliced the ball and it flies by this 90 year old woman's temple by like a thin quarter of an inch. And I could have, I could have killed her. And my dad said, put the clubs down. Let's go home now. Um, And then it was terrible. And I was like, oh my God, I could have, I would have been like, hey, isn't that, hey, there's John Stamos. Didn't he kill a woman on a golf course? Yeah. When you hit a 96 year old woman with a golf ball, it's not just you that killed her. Right. Mm. It's a little bit of both. Well, no, I think that would have just been you. She's out golfing. She's doing all right. She's doing all right. She's doing all right. But 96, you know, it's a little, it's, it's, there's a lot of elements involved. <laughs> My dad also, when he, he would hit and, you know, if it's go, do you guys play golf? No. Yeah. So it pops it up and he would, and he would always say something to make the ball, you know, get down. And that day he hits it. And he goes, sit down, bitch. Sit down. <laughs> and the women and the old ladies are <laughs> <laughs> very passionate about his sports his best friend was a ucla guy and my dad was an sc guy and okay. boy they would fight the best friends fight like hell by how you know that's maybe why i got turned off to sports but i just Sounds like i it. just did someone always has to lose i don't like that you were a natural musician was that something that came natural to you and i mean talk about living your dream Favorite group growing up, Beach Boys, and now you're on tour with the Beach Boys. So cool. Yeah, it's the greatest thing. Next to my wife and my kid, it's the greatest thing in my life. I mean, it's the highlight. Yeah, I grew up idolizing the Beach Boys. Who's your favorite group, Olivia? Mm, Does Drake count as a group? Sure. (laughs) (laughs) My favorite music is like 1920s, 30s, 40s jazz. That's what I like. Sinatra, did you like the Rat Pack and all that? Yeah, and aren't you going to be hosting a podcast about his son? Yeah, we'll talk about that. Okay. Well, but I wanted to tell you about, well, you know, the Beach Boys, yeah. We're playing on the, I don't know when this airs, but we're doing the 4th of July in Fort Lauderdale. Mm. The first time I played with the Beach Boys, well, the very first time they were playing in San Diego at the Padre Stadium, right? Mm-hmm. You guys know that. Mm-hmm. And the, I was on General Hospital at the time, and my best friend is playing guitar with them. And I'm watching the show, and I couldn't believe that I was back, you know, on the field and everything. And the show ends, and I go, before the encore, and I go backstage, and all these girls and cheerleaders are screaming, and they chase me into the dressing room. I was 18, 19. And Mike Love, the lead singer, turns to my friend and says, who's that? <laughs> so That's my friend, John Stamos. Uh, he's on the show General Hospital. And Mike Love says, uh, the girls always follow him around and scream. And he said, yeah. He goes, get him on stage. <laughs> and that oh, was it. Man. And so I played an encore, the Barbaran, and then I just continued on. But, and the next gig, the next big one was in Washington, D.C. It was in 84. You know, I, I'm never going to write a book, but if I did, it would be like, if you would have told me when I was a kid <laughs> that I'd be on a podcast with Olivia and, and the Greek, I'd be like, no. Never would have believed it. Did the girls on Big Shot, did they know, because they're too young to know Full House, so. No, no. I think they know. Or did they know it from reruns or how familiar? Yeah, the show has been, you know, there's a new Full House fan born like every four years, right? I mean, yeah. Olivia, you probably didn't see it when it was originally on. No, like late 90s is when I caught on. Yeah, that was probably reruns then too. Yeah. Yanis, what are you, 72 this month, 71? 72, like I said, olive oil. Okay. It keeps us looking young. That and like you said, 
adrenochrome. The girls on the show, <laughs> they acted like they weren't that, it wasn't that big a deal. But, it, you know, as the, as Are the you episode, sure they were acting? <laughs> well, they didn't know. No, no. That, well, I mean, <laughs> it's funny too. <laughs> they could have been going, is that Giannis Pappas? Yeah. I mean, you know what's crazy though, John, is like, I think for Full House fans who then grew up in the 90s, early 2000s, like, there was no one more famous in the world than Mary Kate and Ashley. Like we dressed like them, looked like them, bought everything they made, wore everything. Mm -hmm. These girls, like Mary Kate and Ashley to them is no one to kids like 18, 19, 20. Yeah. Right. I guess so. Yeah. I mean, but look at how well they've, you know, I like, you know, we make jokes, but who knew that they would be this empire? They own, yeah. are you in New York? What, where are you at, Yannis? I'm in New York. Yeah. They own New York. They bought, they own this building. Yeah. They own this building. Golly. They do well there. The girls, one of the things, you know, if you watch this, if you would have done your homework, Olivia, <laughs> you would see that I don't, you know, it takes a while to connect with these. She asked me if we were interviewing Rob Lowe. So uh -huh. in her defense, <laughs> she just thought it was the wrong heartthrob. I apologize. <laughs> right, well, good. He does his own makeup, I hear. <laughs> and we're friends. We're friends. He's great. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> No, we are. He's, uh, so I was going to say that, so the girls and I didn't have, it was written that we, I'm a real asshole in the beginning of this thing. And we sort of towards the end too. I mean, he's a very stubborn guy who, you know, has a specific way of doing things and it's worked for him, but it's not working anymore, clearly. I mean, he, this third episode, my daughter comes to live with me and I've been, you know, not the greatest. I've been an absent because mm -hmm. I said I was my career. I had to, he, this guy is a real, was a really, really great coach. And that was tough too, because I really wanted to know like, well, what makes a not just a coach, but a legend, you know, yeah. so, you know, John Wooden, we studied a lot and these guys, but we weren't connecting as characters. So I didn't even know the girls' names until the second or third episode. I still, I don't even know most of them now, but that was really hard for me because, you know, I do like to talk to people yeah. and I love to make the crew and like laugh and stuff, but I was yeah. really, you know, if you, you'll see, it's a different. Did you thing. gain an appreciation for basketball at all? Going through the experience of hanging out with Jerry West? No. Studying Wooden? No, not at all. I mean, I'm not being a, a jackass. I've always respected athletes, even more so now. Okay. Clearly, you know, remarkable, especially these pros, right? And, and, and your husband, whatever. Is he a good player, Yannis? Sam Decker, he's great. Yeah. <laughs> they were great. They almost won a national championship. I was rooting for him. And I uh, was yeah. He played for your Clippers for a year, if that's kind of your L.A. team. Played for the Clippers. Where do you live? Where are you, where are you, where are you at now? We spent our summers in his hometown, Sheboygan, Wisconsin. It's a funny name. That's why you're funny because you got a Sheboygan. Sheboygan. <laughs> this, uh, I do have a respect for them. And I used to go, I went a couple times. I would go to the Lakers games with Gary Marshall, took me a few times. And, okay. And my friend says that they saw me sitting on the floor. They were so pissed off because not only is it a waste on me, but, you know, on camera, I'm like talking and ordering food. And, yeah, yeah. He said, even a kid, they'd be happy if it was a kid because he could grow up to be a sports fan, but they knew that I was never going to be. And all the people listening are sports people, right? So they hate me. No, but yeah, I'm telling yeah. you, when you when you watch this show, it really, you do a great job acting like you are that coach with this winning pedigree. It, you're a good actor, John. I'm going to be honest with you. Maybe your toughest role yet now yeah. after talking to you. This sounds like this was quite the challenge. Yeah. I mean, impregnating the hundreds of women, that was like, like I said, that was a piece of cake. I should show her a scene from this show. Yeah. Could we, you want to? I promise you, I am going to be watching it. I, I was actually going to ask, kind of in that vein, 
playing Uncle Jesse back back to Full House. I will talk about the new show a lot. Go ahead. I I just always kind of wondered because you off the show always kind of seemed like and maybe I just see you as Uncle Jesse. But was that art imitating life or life imitating art at any point? Like, did you almost kind of merge with Uncle Jesse? Well, yeah, a little bit. I mean, that's not a that's a good question. The creator was more of a, an Elvis fan than I was. Oh. But I liked it. I, I his the character was originally named Adam or something, and I came up with Jesse because that was Elvis's twin brother who died at birth. And so, wow, I, I never knew that. that story. Wow. But I'm not. I, yes, I, I am. A, I was, yeah, it kind of happened that way. But better is that this the new show. I I really starting to, at first. I thought I got nothing in common with this guy. I don't, mm-hmm. you know, and. I found that I do have more and more when he makes these, you know, these, this first episode. And again, it's like how many locker scenes, locker room speeches have you seen? And I mm-hmm. watched every single one of them. And it, the one that was there was written was just wasn't it. And we did this table reading and, and David Kelly turns and says, I'm going to rewrite this. Thing. I, wanna rewrite this thing. I think he talks like that. And he wrote this speech that is so, and it's not, it's about doing your best and, you know, and, and getting up in the morning and, and, and can you look in the mirror and say, I did my very best you know that's what it's about and it's a really emotional so those kind of things i really started i thought oh i got this yes i do my best every day i you know i i don't think i did i didn't and i it really wins with me all the time by the end of the last show he talks about being a father and again it's a very strained relationship with his daughter and he he's trying to learn he's trying to be better and he takes one step forward two steps back he doesn't know how to do it and at the end, he says, I think I figured it out. It's, I used to think it was about discipline. And Yanis will, will get this. I used to think it was about discipline, but it is, but not. I used to think it's about, you know, spending time and one-on-one connection. It is, but that's not. And he comes to the point, he says, it's about sacrifice. It's about passing on your own needs and your own desires to, for the betterment of your child. And, you, and at the end of the day, it's a lifetime commitment, which you'll see at some point, Libby, if the, if the guy ever gets home from basketball practice. <laughs> it's a lifetime commitment, and you have to... And he said, at the end of the day, you don't win a trophy or you don't get a ring or a banner. But what you do get, if you do it right, is you get a better, more loving, kinder, smarter version of yourself to put out there. So I thought that was very sweet. Wow, that is incredible. And that is going to suck everyone in and make them want to watch this show. The show is called Big Shot. I don't think we've said it enough. It airs on Disney+. Plus. It is out now. Everyone should go watch it. John, we have taken up so much of your time, but if you've got a couple more minutes, I'd I love do. to do a quick, quick hit question lightning round. Okay, but well, you know what? I wanted to talk about the podcast really fast because I told Yes, you- please. Go ahead. Yeah, he's got it. I heard the first episode. It's incredible. He's got actually a podcast series coming out with the guy who tried to, who actually successfully kidnapped Frank Sinatra Jr., which is one of the craziest stories in American history. Yeah. And he interviews the guy who actually pulled it off. So tell us a little bit about that. Did you hear my phone ringing? Yeah. That was him calling me. In the, in the, in the six, in 1960, it was really. In 1960, oh this guy, Barry Keenan was, we do a beautiful job of showing him why he did it. I mean, by the end of the first episode, I think Giannis will attest to this, you realize this guy was at his rock bottom. I mean, he, with a mother who was was mentally ill and he became, you know, he was eventually, you know, deemed mentally ill. Not too crazy, but just not straight. He had alcohol and drug issues. He lost all his, he was a very smart guy, lost all his money. And he needed $240,000 to get his life back together and, and his parents and his thing. And he was on a bluff overlooking Catalina Island in Balboa Island. And God's voice came over the radio and said, kidnap somebody. And it can't be a 
kid. It can't be a woman. And he he was going to do Bob Hope's son, but he thought, well, that's too patriotic. I'm going to go for Sinatra Jr. And it's the craziest, most complicated. It's like the it's like Coen Brothers meets the Marx Brothers. It's fascinating. He ended up pulling it off and Sinatra tried to kill him for 50 years. I mean, it's the story is outrageous. And I've never no offense, but you throw a stick out the window. I'll hit six people with a podcast, like you said. Yeah. But this is a little different. It's just me narrating the story of this guy. And um, it's on Wondery. Start, it comes out July 27th, I believe. Oh, I cannot wait for that. That 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 story will suck me in. That's, and Wondery does such a good job. You know what's what's cool about it is it's I've been working on the story and different versions of it for television. But the podcast came up during COVID and oh, it was around Black Lives Matter. And I was like, the thing that's good about this is that it's it has all the juicy, you know, twists and turns that you love about true crime, minus the serial killers, blood, you know, gore. Mm. It's fun. Nobody gets yeah. hurt, but nobody gets out alive. What's it called? The Grand Scheme, Snatching Sinatra. The Grand, <clears throat> the mm. Grand Scheme, Snatching Sinatra. I don't talk like that. Yeah, no, it, oh, you're good. Yeah. You're ready. You're ready. Thank you. <laughs> I was very surprised at how my voice sounds because I sort of, it's very different than acting. I slowed down and I really tried to narrate it and, Sometimes I sound like Casey Kasem. No, it's uh, I heard the first episode and I hate to compliment you again because you already have too much going on that's successful. But your voice is great. It's silky. It's smooth. And you build anticipation for you. I'm telling you, if I was John Stamos and the day comes in a in the very far future where you have to die, it's going to be very difficult for you to even go to heaven because it's a downgrade for you. <laughs> You're like, wow. <laughs> what a weird compliment. I mean, can you imagine? I'm just saying, like, John Stamos gets to the pearly gates. He's going to be like, you know what? Like, I, can, is there any way? I'm good. Can I go back? Is there any way I can go back to being John Stamos? Because it was a lot better than the bullshit you got going on up here. You're walking around oh with a fiddle. You're going to carry me on a beach. Do you understand? I played with the Beach Boys. <laughs> All kidding aside, my life has been just that great. And I'm so, you know. Mm. Being 57 now, I, I can really have perspective. I've been sober quite a while now. That had a lot to do with me having a beautiful child and a wife. And yeah, gratitude, gratitude, you know. And it's taken me a long time, but you're right, Yanis. Also, you're really talented, uh, Yanis. I, I, I don't want to joke about you, but yeah. he did this. I didn't know, I, like I said, I, I, did I DM you or something? Yeah, I mean, I thought we, we met on Grinder initially. <laughs> right, right, right. But I mean, after that. <laughs> yeah, after that, right. And then I found out he'd been doing jokes about me and he said he was the, you know, my brother or something on there. And it was very serendipitous, but you're really, really talented. People, pe yeah, people would say that I look like you if you got into an accident and had your face reconstructed. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I look like the lighting stand-in. I look like the guy who comes in to make sure the lighting's right. And then they're like, okay, get out of here. You know, because I got the dark hair, no. I got the features, and then the real thing comes in. They call you know, up. I bet your lighting stand-in is quite a looker as well. Probably, yeah. <laughs> I would love to see your stand-in. Rob Lowe, we were talking about him earlier. <laughs> yeah, if Rob's listening. Um, Yannis, look at that bone structure. And I can't, you know, say too much about Olivia because the husband's listening. Yeah, he's a, <laughs> he's a big kid that'll, he'll, he'll put a hurting on both of us. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I saw that I was flipping through Yanni's stuff early when we met and he said something about John Stan. I was like, what the hell? And I was playing it for like my sisters, my publicist, and and some of the stuff he was saying was pretty. <laughs> what what were some of those jokes on there? Yeah, it's, well, I said you know if uh, Stamos and Clooney had a stare off, <laughs> yeah, it would be like they'd, they'd have a stare off to see who got hard first. 
I apologize. I know this is the G Cup, <laughs> but I mean, that's what would happen. And I think Stamos would win. I think he would win. Him versus Clooney, they'd stare. <laughs> Whoever got hard first loses. <laughs> yeah, Clooney, I've seen this. This has happened. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's a guy. He did say being famous was awesome. Now I'm starting to think stuff like this does happen. <laughs> Well, that didn't. Well, I'm grateful. And Olivia, I, I wish you the best with this podcast. I think it's really good. You guys are good together if I would shut up. No, that, hey, I, we brought you on for you to talk. I'm having a good time with Giannis as well. There's something just about you Greek men. You're just full of life. You know, it's it's hard to replicate. Well, and also we can take in all seriousness, we can take the ribbing. It's funny. It's fun yeah. that you're jabbing at us. You haven't made fun of him enough yet, but you can. Oh, uh, she'll get you. We still have two more seconds. Yeah, we got, so. yeah, this is the middle of the show right now. Oh, it is? Yeah. You were going to give everyone your Disney Plus password so they can watch Big Shot on Disney Plus. Like, I didn't give you the password. I bought you. Yeah, but how great would that be if you just gave everyone your password and we all logged into Disney Plus on Stamos's username and password? You want to know it? I have it already. I have your social security number. Yanis, I S A D I C K. I have some of those dirty passwords. I'm not dirty, but I have some. I had a, it's always telling you to change your password. And I came up with one recently that is kind of in that vein. And I had to give it to my publicist to sign, to put something up recently. And it was embarrassing. Well, Big Shot is the show, right, Olivia? I mean, that's it. We did it. We got oh, she's got she's got lightning things to do. Just real quick. I've just got a couple I want to do. And, and Giannis has some as well. I do. And we're going to just switch off. And then we're going to let you get out of here. Okay. My first one, best show you've ever had a cameo in that includes Friends, Glee, you. What's the best show you've had a cameo in? That's a good question. Like best show that I, that, that I liked or doing? or Like best experience. Right. Wasn't Glee, although it was fun. I was on the second season and I remember mm. they were just starting to get really, they were great kids, but they, you know, they, they were worked pretty hard and they went through a lot of stuff and they, they had yeah, just yeah. Uh, just started, and I gathered, I came to the, to the thing, and I was in my trailer, and they all came around to say hi, and they, all of them, I said, I'm going to give you guys one piece of advice. Don't f*** each other. You know, and it, 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 That's you know, not what happened. Um, I'm trying to think. That was, no, that I like that. Friends Friends was not, i tell you, here's the true story. I, I, this is supposed to be lightning round. I'm mm-hmm. like, oh. Yeah, that's all right. It's more like a low thunderstorm. Yeah. Friends was friends. that was good. <laughs> That's a good. One. She's had about three or four absolute zingers. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't like it. Yeah, Friends was interesting because I wasn't. I was at a sort of a lower point in my career. It, it, even more, you know, mentally, I just didn't have a lot of confidence in myself. And my my ex wife at the time was a, was becoming a big star, and I was you know people were kind of get out of the way, John. Let me, let me see her. And so, wow. and, and she was on, I guess. And then they say, Hey, you want to do something on here? You know, like throwing me a bone or something. Like, okay. <laughs> I played, I can't remember. I played a, a, they wanted my sperm or something like, like most Greeks. Oh, they were, they were interviewing me for a sperm sample or something. Right. Did you see it, Olivia? No. <laughs> Looked like she was, uh, she was trying to see it though. Right. The husband would let her. Right. <laughs> So I came in the door and we were rehearsed for a day or so. And they, you know, they said, okay, John, you, and it was on the same stage that we shot full house. And so you come in through the door and, you know, hold for a second because the audience is going to go crazy. And, you know, and then you would continue. I said, I know. Anyway. Yeah. Friday night comes, boy, everybody's pumped. And I walk through the door, crickets. I mean, oh no. Nothing. And I'm looking like this and Matthew Perry's like, hey. and I just keep <laughs> going. And that was it. And I was like, so, ter- and then we didn't do it again. And then, you know, that was it. I think, 
in my defense, I mean, I don't think they were, were expected, the audience. I mean, it was a surprise, but mm. they made such a big deal. Hide them behind here and don't, I don't think. And when you walk in, and it was, oh, yeah. that's so cringy. And I'm shocked. I, yeah. To be fair, I'm not a Friends fan anyway. So who cares about them? They didn't know what they were doing. Quick question. I got you. Okay, Giannis. <laughs> if you had to be married to one of these two, for the rest of your life, would it be Bob Saget or Dave Coulier? Ooh, that's cool. That's interesting. Which one? I would think, I would think, my, my son comes in here. You asked about the kid. He likes to put, I'm not making this up, by the way. This is an expensive guitar. He likes to put shit in my guitar. Oh my God. There's going to be like a dinosaur or something yeah. in there. I hope it's just that. There's a pen. There's a pen. Dang it. What is this? It's Nemo. For those who are just listening, John Stamos has now proceeded to lift his guitar over his head and shake it vigorously, waiting for his son's toy to fall out. Yeah. I think it's <laughs> Nemo in there. I'm not What's kidding. going on? Yeah. The light. <laughs> Wait a minute. There's a... Ow. You can't ground him at three, right? You Did you hide your weed in there? No. <laughs> Don't do. He, um, he, I, I, I impress upon him to try, try your best. Like, you know, I can't do it. I said, try again, try again. He always says, my daddy tells me, first you don't succeed, try, try again. My wife just told me this today. He was at his the little friend's house playing. They were having soccer or something. And he went up and kissed this little boy, or tried to kiss him. And the friend said, get, 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 get. And he kept going at him. He said, my daddy tells me if I don't succeed, I got to try, try again. No. Caitlin was like, knock, you don't have to kiss the boys. Okay, what other fascinating right lightning round questions do you have? Well, you definitely didn't answer that. Yeah, one. and then I want to know my brother's gay. Will you marry him so I can hang out with you more? Yes, uh, I like that. Yeah, there you go. You have how many? You have three brothers, right? I got two brothers, one of which is a big fan of you, and he's gay. And I would like <laughs> if, if I can convince you to marry him, then we can hang out all the time. We hang out too much as is. We do. Yeah. We're like schoolgirls. We text, we FaceTime sometimes. Yeah. Okay, I've got one more lightning round question. Please. But you've got to answer this one because you're really not answering any of them. <laughs> because the, oh, go what, Bob Saget or Dave Quick. What kind of question is that? Yeah. Saget. Saget, yeah. So, no, <laughs> Saget, no, I think Dave. Dave is, would do the voices and Saget would just talk me to death. So I think Dave. And he's wild, right? He's as wild as people say. Yeah, Saget's a, he's, uh, he's, he goes, you go see Saget live, you can't believe. That he, uh, Danny he, Tanner he has such a potty mouth. Yeah, that Danny Tanner. But one of the great, great, both of them. But Bob is a really a great, great, good person. I love it. Okay. You have to have dinner with Mary Kate or Ashley. Who's a better dinner date? <laughs> oh, last time I saw them, they were 13 or something. So I don't really know. But you haven't seen them since? No, I have. I have. Um, I mean, not last 15 years or so, but uh, the who would I, I don't know. I, that's a. Okay. You guys are doing so well with this podcast. <laughs> like, we don't need these questions. You know what's funny? I think fans of TV shows, long-running TV shows, in our heads, you guys, like, get together for holidays. You have a text thread, all this stuff. That doesn't happen, does it? Yes, it does. We do. It does? I mean, the, the twins just didn't really... Uh, other than the twins, we're all very, very... We have a text chain going right now. I have a text chain with... With them, I have a text chain with uh, the Big Shot Girls. It's that's called TCKS, which is a thing that we said on there to take care, keep safe. I have ER. I have the ER gang on here. Oh wow! The girl who plays my daughter just texted me and said, "Hey, guess where I am?" And then she sent a picture of the house. No way! 
And she says that, uh, hey, the full house house. Well, John, me and you text a lot. Just be careful that you don't text her what you're texting me at any point. Cause our text is a little more grown up than your text with those children. Yeah. I just told her I'm not home. Yeah. Maybe she's trying to find me there. <laughs> I don't know which one. They're delightful girls. You know, to be, uh, to give you something on that is that there was always, I think it was Mary Kate was a little more emotional. Would do the, the, you know, the sort of the heart tugging scenes where you'd hear the string. Yeah. And Ashley was, I think was funnier. I think that was how it went. Oh, but, that's interesting. But yeah. you could also have that totally mixed up, right? I put, yes. Okay. I, <laughs> so, so we learned nothing there. <laughs> but, but, but what's have you ever texted someone and it was the wrong person like that? Has that ever happened to you? Where you text someone, you text someone and it's somebody that you really didn't want to see what you just texted and it was meant for somebody else? Yes, my wife. <laughs> <laughs> Have you? I know you got a joke. That's oh, yeah. It's happened to me. It's happened to me a bunch of times. Yeah. Go ahead. What happened? Oh, God. I'm trying to think of a good one. Olivia. I've uh, I've said, I've done ones where, like, this guy's a real asshole, and it was to the guy. Yeah. Yeah. I've done, yeah. I've done that with girlfriends. Yeah. I have never done it, but someone did it to me. And oh. I was like, mm-hmm. I was working with him. <laughs> it was a thing, and he said, hey, it called me a pain in the ass or something. And I was just digging at a script. I didn't like it. We kept trying to get it right. Yeah. Um, Olivia, who would you have rather have dinner with? Uh, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar or, um, I don't know. Uh, You're trying to think of another sports person? <laughs> you can't think of what? Babe Ruth. Babe Ruth. Um, Babe Ruth. Historic. Yeah. Legend. Definitely. Although yeah. it's funny. I think if Babe Ruth were to play today, and this is such a tangent, but it's, I mean, when you look back at pictures of Babe Ruth playing, he was like an overweight kind of rusty crusty man <laughs> like he wasn't you could do the mo- tv movie about him Giannis. you could play him yeah i could play him right now i certainly can yeah i could about... i could play him. john goodman did a good job playing him those pictures of babe ruth are later in his career if you look to his yeah. earlier years he was actually kind of like jacked he was about six six foot six one right which was big for that time and he just had that natural strength he just had that yeah and two-way player i mean picture yeah. the whole thing and the kid the kid put up some Hall of Fame numbers with the ladies. He put up some Stamos. <laughs> he put up some Stamos. Stamos numbers? Stamos S. It was Stamo-esque. Stamos. Not quite Stamos level. Wow. Who would you rather have dinner with, Olivia? The what are those twins' names? There's twin basketball players. I know one of them. They, they, they live in Florida. Two twin brothers, twins, basketball players. Consecos? Uh Morris, Marcus Morris, and Yeah, the Morris brothers? Gosh darn. They collect Disney stuff. That's why I know one of them. Uh, they live in Florida. People at home, who, who am I trying to think of? Basketball <laughs> twins. I don't know. I have to, if the sports people. Oh, the, uh, is it the Lopez brothers? Yes, 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 yes. Okay. Brooke or Robin Lopez. Yes, 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 yes. yes. Okay. Yeah. And Brooke plays for the Bucks, which brings us back to, if you really want to make your three-year-old son happy, if he's really getting into sports yeah. as a Greek, you should get him a little Giannis Antetokounmpo jersey. That's like the most famous basketball player, for sure the most famous Greek basketball player. Yes. Okay, I will do that. Yeah. Yeah. And and again, I don't mean to come off disrespectful towards sports. I admire everybody who plays them, who announces them, who does them. It's just that I, I'm starting to like it, I guess. I have a basketball court here at my house, and I, I guess <laughs> I had to shoot at the, the last episode. I had to make a couple of three free throws or something. Did you? That form looked good. The passes looked good. How long did you work on that? So it just, it seems like you were a guy who knew how to play basketball in those scenes, which is very, uh, that's a testament to your acting ability, John. Mm-hmm. 
I really did work hard on it all because it it was important to to be respectful there. I somehow I actually, to be honest with you, so it was a scene. At, it's the last episode, and I have to make a few of those shots, like you're taking a cookie out of the cookie jar, right? Boom! Yeah. You, know, you yeah. have to be left like a goose neck. Yeah, right. So, but I actually, it was they had this big wide shot of the gym, and the camera was way back, and I had to make, and I'm I'm up there, and I do my lineup thing, and it, and it goes in. Now I'm supposed to be like pensive, and I'm thinking about each girl as I throw it. And but meanwhile, I'm, I'm, I'm telling, you, you guys get that? I got, I, I, I made it. Do you guys get it? like a ventriloquist? <laughs> Boom! Whew, second one goes in. My hand to God. The people are freaking out. Oh my God! We're rolling camera, right? You know, I don't know how it happened, but I guess I'm a pressure under pressure guy. Yeah. And this is in a game in the show that the coach had to make a shot. There's two pl- times I had to play. One was this beautiful scene where I think it's a. It's in the second episode where I was talking about my daughter and, and she says, I bet he, she misses you. And I said, yeah, yeah. And, and she said, I'd do anything to be, you know, see my dad again. I said, oh, is he not around? And she said, no, no. She walks out and I, and I looked at her thing on the computer, her, her, her background, and it said her father was deceased. Mm. And I said, hey, De- uh, Destiny. I said, you want to play a game of horse? And it was the, it's this beautiful scene, the two of us just like playing. And I said, I'll bet you a million dollars. And you know, she says, and, and she beats me in the final thing. It's really sweet. Well, listen, there's been a lot of nonsense said during this interview. This has gone every which way. But I think on a sentimental moment like that, that's a pretty good place to wrap. If that's what you call an ending. Um. <laughs> <laughs> the Stamosance is what he called it in the LA Times article, mm-hmm. is upon us. This is your time right now. I mean, look, I don't want to give you a pep talk. You're about to blow up. You're an up and coming actor. You got a lot of talent, kid. Thanks. This is going to go good for you. Nobody knows who you are, but one day they will. You think? <laughs> yeah. All right. It really, truly is a fantastic show. And it's, it's crazy that this show's getting so much attention considering it's, you're playing a basketball coach and it's something you knew nothing about before. It shows your acting talent. I think that LA Times article is correct, man. You're a very talented dude. And I'm just honored to be friends with you. And, and I hope your career takes off because to date, I mean, it's been nothing. Nobody knows who you are. No women well, know who you are. You're unrecognizable. Right. You could walk down the street and nobody would know. I think this podcast is going to do it for me. I think this is, this the- is it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This is like Olivia, the Tonight Show. Having me. This is. Thanks for having me. Thanks for hiring my friend. <laughs> I think the audience is going to love him. He's wickedly smart. I know he doesn't yes. talk that way right now, but... He knows a lot about a lot of things, and I know he knows a lot about sports, so I wish you guys the best. I'm going to be tuning in to see to hear both of you every single time you're on. Well, thank you so much. You were the most colorful and entertaining guest we've had yet, and I mean that. Well, really? Yeah. Yeah, yeah this was a ton of fun. Well, thank you. You're great. I wish you all the best. Say hi to your dad and your husband. Wait, thank just, you. Just say hi to your dad and your husband. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> with Peter Andrew from BetMGM to help us with some of the weekend's top games, top events and everything. But we got to just bring up that the biggest bet that we all had behind the scenes was if his now fiance was going to say, yes, Peter, tell us about your engagement. Congrats. Thank you very much. Yeah. If you're a chalk better, you, uh, you took minus 10,000 her to say yes. So uh, <laughs> she did. So we're enjoying a couple of days in the Bahamas right now. 
Congratulations to you and Stephanie, the future Mrs. Andrew. We're so excited for you guys. Thank you. Now we got to pick your brain a little bit. I know you're on vacation, but we need a little help, my friend. So Wimbledon has begun. Walk us through some of the bets going into this weekend at center court. I know for tournament winner, the Joker is minus 160. And for the women, Ash Barty is plus 450. What do you like there? Yeah, it's a little bit of a tough tournament. Obviously, we had a couple bigger names back out for Wimbledon. I really like Joker and Barty. Right. I mean, obviously, you're taking a little bit of the chalk there, but I think they're good bets. They are above and beyond the more superior of the tennis players. I think if you want to take a couple stabs at some maybe better prices, uh, taking a shot, Andy Murray, the local Englishman, plus 4000 worth a couple bucks there. A big return. Obviously, it's going to be a bit difficult for him to make it through, but you know, worth putting five, 10 bucks on. He's a previous winner as well. And then I think the, the obvious one is going for a lady like Serena Williams or even Coco Golf, plus 650, plus 1600, respectively. You can't go wrong just taking a little bit of a long shot there and, and seeing if it can return some value to you. Absolutely. Better value there. Sticking on that side of the pond, Euro Cup is underway. There are some big games Friday. We know this airs Thursday, so this is very timely. I know you like Italy, Peter. Yeah, so a uh, little bit to do with my heritage, but they are a really, really strong team. <laughs> okay. Italy, I think they've passed the eye test. They're a great defensive team that can score goals. Belgium is going to be a tough challenge, but I think they're just a more complete team. So I really like them plus 135 on Friday to just win. It has to be within 90 minutes, so within the normal game time. But also I love them at plus 400 to win the Euros. And then a couple other bets potentially to take. Denmark plus 900. I think you can also take a shot at Switzerland plus 2200. Teams that are looking to surprise, both riding tons of energy. Denmark with Christian Eriksen's injury, they've obviously kind of looked past that and, and are starting to really amplify their game. And then Switzerland, huge, huge win against France yesterday, as this is airing today on Tuesday. Mm-hmm. Both playing with a ton of energy. So worth, again, throwing a couple bucks on them. Euros have been fantastic so far, so I expect it to be a, a couple of fun games going into Friday, Saturday. Oh, they're so fun to watch, aren't they? Absolutely. So back over stateside, we can't really get too much into NBA as those series are are going on a little bit further than we thought and are so much fun to watch. I got the chance to go to the Hawks at Bucks game last week, and it was a blast. Hawks take the win narrowly last Wednesday, and that was fun to be at. But Stanley Cup Finals, game one. Has just happened. Tampa Bay wins that. What can people put their money on this weekend? Yeah, I think Tampa is really proving to be the more superior team. Montreal had pretty energetic series against Vegas. They've been playing fantastic, but Tampa really is above and beyond. A couple bets I like. Tampa to win the series 4-1. That's at plus 250. I think Montreal squeezes out one game at home. Tampa, I think, eventually wins it back in Tampa Bay in game five. And then I also like when it comes to Conn Smythe, so the MVP of the tournament, you also look at Braden Point to win the Conn Smythe Trophy plus 225. Mm-hmm. I think that's a pretty good bet considering he's kind of been the one leading the charge throughout the entirety of the playoffs. And then a couple random bets as well. Nikita Kucherov, most goals for the Lightning in the series. That's at minus 135 now. He had two in game one. So he's got a little bit of an advantage as they go into game two and beyond. And then uh, the young guy, Cole Caulfield, on the Montreal side, plus 600 to have the most goals. He's come in, has been fantastic in the last series. He's, I think, 19 years old and just proving he's going to be a superstar in the NHL. Uh, wow. Plus 600, again, good value there. Get him to score a couple and then come out on top. 
Well, my friend, you have clearly done your homework, even on your engagement moon. Now go enjoy the rest of your vacation. Thank you so much for helping us with our uh, financial decisions this weekend. Thank you. Thanks, guys. Back to my Miami vices now. Thanks so much for joining us for another week, a great week of Unleashed by BetMGM. Follow us wherever you listen to podcasts and on social media at BetMGM. See you next week.